0: Hi, this is Pastor Ben Fagelin from Bright Church. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. I hope this message inspires you, deepens your relationship with God, and that you're encouraged in your faith. We hope to see you soon at Bright. The topic today, the most requested topic, is what is up with crystals manifesting, dream catchers, tarot cards, astrology, and horoscopes. Are they evil? What's God and what's not when it comes to spiritual experiences. There was an Instagram post that went up earlier this week and it said that Pastor Sarah likes tarot. (laughs) And she does. Um, I feel like because of the series that we're in right now and the message I'm speaking on, it's a little confusion about that. So let's be clear, tarot cards are, are, are different to taro, which you can eat. Sarah first tried taro when we were in Thailand. You go to McDonald's, you can get a hot apple pie, you can get a taro pie. She tried the taro pie, still loves taro, not tarot cards. Very, very different, guys. It's good to know the difference between the two. Um, well, you know there are so many of these things that we're talking about that have crept their way into our culture. I feel like there are so many movies where there is like a, <laughs> there, there's a set of movies right now about five stones that give you great power. You could rule the universe. Thanos was interested in those stones. You know, there are, there are so many stories woven into the uh, fabric of our culture, things with power. And, you know, what, what does this stuff mean? What does God say about all of these things? These things haven't just been woven into our culture Today, I mean, these things have been woven into the fab- fabric of our culture for a long, long time. I remember I had a friend of mine. She uh, was grew up in the Greek Orthodox Church. And she would often ask me about extra biblical stuff. It's just not in the Bible, but had completely formed part of either her culture or her faith. And she would say things to me like, what do you do if someone gives you the evil eye? I'm like, the evil eye? What do you mean the evil eye? If those, the uninitiated, the evil eye is when someone is either jealous or or mad with you and they glare at you and it's such an intense glare that they project negative bad energy placing a curse on you. So oh my gosh, like this is, stuff is unbelievable, right? Um, well, I, I don't think that... Someone can curse me, actually. I'm standing in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm not, to be honest, I'm not too concerned about that. But it's amazing what kind of stuff creeps its way into different faiths and culture, you know, and this stuff can happen. But is it true? Well, I put things in categories and I would say that, you know, obviously everything is either true or it's fake. It's either real or it's fake. And it's either good or it's bad. All right. So what we want is real good. Uh, what you don't want is fake bad, you know. So, so those are the categories that things would come in. I guess when I preach this message today, talking about these things, it's from the perspective of being a Christian, because that's what I believe. That's who I am. I'm a follower of Jesus. And I didn't become a Christian because I read that book, and I thought seems close enough to the pin for me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't read the Genesis account and look at that and think to myself that makes the best sense of the creation of human beings and the world that we live in, because I've looked at. Uh, you know, atheists and what they believe about the Big Bang and creation of the world and there's too many holes in that. This seems close enough to me, so I guess I'm just going to believe that. I I didn't become a Christian because of that. I didn't become a Christian because when I read this book, I realized that it was uh, 66 books written by over 40 authors that are fit together so seamlessly that it clearly points to a creator that's out of time and space with accurate prophecy in there that predicts so many global events, some of which we might even be experiencing right now in the world today. Um, Even though that is fascinating and all of that is true, I, I really discovered that after becoming a Christian. I guess my point to you is that I'm not saying this because I read a book and some words mean something to me. I became a Christian because I had a spiritual encounter with the living God. And He opened my eyes to who Jesus was. And because of that, I put my faith and my trust in Him. And that encounter shifted me at a soul level. And I was transformed forevermore. Now, I read the book, which is... His, uh, his word to us. And I believe what's in there because of the, what I experienced and what's written. Does that make sense? So we're not just reading words on a page. I'm saying that this is the truth. This is God's word. That's the position that I come from. I had encountered with the gospel. So the problem for people that are not believers is they're going to hear this and say, well, you're saying that because you're a Christian. Absolutely I am. That is precisely what I'm saying. I'm saying this as a Christian. And there are lots of people out there, and maybe you're one of them, who don't really know what you believe. You might believe... that there's no God. Well, whatever you believe, you have to choose something to believe. Even if you believe there's no God, you're still choosing to believe that. And I guess my point is, is that there are consequences or let's say ramifications for people that whatever they believe, there's going to be an outcome attached to that belief system. Does that make sense? You're with me so far. All right. So from my perspective, I've had spiritual encounters with God. I've had the good ones. I've had the bad ones. I had uh, a a demonic visitation. I've had that on. uh, There was a period of time in my life when I was turning my life over to Jesus. I was turning away from the life that I was living and turning towards Jesus. And how many of you know that when you turn towards Jesus, the devil doesn't always want to let you go there uh, easily. And so I had these demonic encounters and Those things were there in my life because I wasn't doing anything sinful, but I was doing something that I didn't realize was actually opening up a gateway into my life for those demonic things to happen. And those encounters were so real. It was as if it was real life. And the next minute I woke up, I mean, it wasn't a dream. You know, when you wake up and you realize it was a dream, it's like waking up from real life and still not being quite sure why you're in your bed and what just happened. But i could tell you that my heart was racing a million miles an hour it's only happened to me three times in my life and it was a horrible horrible experience so i've had the good stuff Uh, i've had the bad stuff when i was uh, first a believer when i first really rededicated my life to jesus i became really passionate about this stuff i was interested in the spiritual things and so i became very passionate about the topic that we're talking about today this stuff to do with crystals and dream catchers and tarot cards and all the like i remember going into like little gift shops and there would be little stones and crystals that you could get and you'd buy one and then you slip it under your pillow and it gives you good dreams and you buy another one and it gives you a good good night's sleep and it used to really irritate me to be honest it just irritated me because I thought, I reckon this is rubbish. And and so I'd get these ancient crystals and I could still see the seam from the mold where they were created in a factory. And I, I, I couldn't fathom in my mind how something that was made in China for about 20 cents should give me a good dream. And I, I just didn't understand it, to be honest. And I remember one time I, I was passionate and it kind of bubbled over one day and I thought you know what I'm gonna speak to the store owner about this so I think they've got to answer a few questions for me and I I took one of these stones up to the front counter and I put it down and I said excuse me I said could you please explain to me how this stone is supposed to give me a good sleep and stop nightmares and I started asking asking for explanations of how how does it separate the bad energy and push out the good energy and I was very passionate about it the person I was speaking to didn't care at all Uh, they were working for 20 bucks an hour they said bro do you want the thing or not like i just don't care like they they didn't care they're not interested because that stuff didn't matter to them at the end of the day what are they doing running a business they're making money and so that's what part of this stuff does is they run businesses it makes money they sell people's hopes and dreams to them and in doing so they're they're they're, they're creating wealth for themselves so that is part of the reason why we see some of these things happen but do not underestimate the things of the spirit because the spirit realm is very real it's very real some of these things are fake but some of these things are real. The spirit realm preceded the physical realm. The Bible says in Genesis, at the very beginning of the book, chapter one, verse one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God is spirit. So spirit created physical matter. We live in a physical world. This is all we've ever seen. This is all we've ever known. But you should know that this was created by that. So God created this. That's going to be around for a really long time. The things of the spirit realm are absolutely true. And how we interact with those things, they really matter. Now, I know different faiths and different belief systems say, oh, this is what happens after you die. But if we would just step back from all different thoughts, perspectives and opinions, there is a physical realm and there is a spiritual realm. And I do not believe that there is a spiritual multiverse where everyone can have their own pocket of spirituality after you die. When you die, you go from this place to that place. And that place being the spirit realm is divided into two kingdoms. You've got the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, of heaven and you've got the kingdom kingdom of darkness the kingdom of Satan okay so those are the two kingdoms and everything spiritually everything that happens in the physical realm spiritually will draw its power from one of those two places it's either going to come from option a or it's going to come from option b what do we think about all of that well when it comes to crystals dream catchers, tarot cards, astrology, horoscopes, palm reading, take your pick, add more to the topic if you like. When it comes to all of that stuff, we put that in a category and that category is called witchcraft. And that, all of that stuff that I just spoke about does not draw spiritual authority or power from God. That comes from the other place. I should tell you something about the other place though. Satan is devoted to destroying your life. He hates human beings. He hates people. And the best thing he can do to hurt God is to ruin their lives and make sure they never end up in heaven with Jesus for eternity. Does that make sense? So the kingdom of darkness is dedicated to that. And that is One of that is the place where these things draw their spiritual authority and power from. So, what does God say about that? Well, I'll read it to you. Leviticus chapter twenty, verse six, says, "If a person turns to mediums and necromancers, whoring after them—that's strong language. The word whoring, yes, is because they are in a covenant relationship with the Lord." And he's saying, how dare you act unfaithfully in this covenant relationship and go after other spiritual things? Don't invite them into this relationship. And he's using a word that makes sense to us. So he goes, don't whore after these things. He says, I will set my face against that person. Yikes. He's going to set his face against them. Let me just pause for a moment on this. When he says that to Israel, He's saying that to a uh, people who are in a covenant relationship with the Lord and know exactly who He is. If you're here today or you're watching online and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, like, I've been involved in this stuff. Do you mean now that the Lord hates me forever? No when people have an encounter with god they know who he is and they turn away to other things you're in a covenant relationship with the lord and you turn away to other things that's what he's referring to there is something in the bible that we see called divine forbearance and it means it's a time and a period where god overlooks the sins of people not making them pay immediately for the penalty of sin which is ultimately death And He extends a season of grace to them for which they have this time in their life to stop the life that they're living, to turn, face the Lord, repent of their sins and accept Him as their Lord and Saviour. That's the space that God offers to all people that don't know Him. So if you're caught up in this stuff and you think, oh no, the Lord's against me. Well, if you continue to pursue it, sure. But you don't have to have that life. You can turn to Him at any time. Does that make sense? Are you with me so far, church? All right. He says, I'll set my face against that person and will cut him off from among his people. Verse 27. He says, a man or a woman who is a medium or a necromancer shall surely be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones. So not recreationally, but this is an actual stone. So you're going to kill them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. It's their fault. They're going to die. We're going to kill them. That's what he's saying. Uh, Not a lot of wiggle room there, is there? It's pretty strong language. What's the problem? Why does God have such a big problem with people that are doing this? Well, it's pretty obvious. But when you contact the demonic realm, you've got to understand that that entire kingdom exists to bring pain into your life. They are devoted to your destruction. So it makes sense that when the source is demonic and you are using those things to gain spiritual insight or, or direction to your life, it will cause you great harm. And I believe the greatest harm that this could cause you is to actually point you away from the gospel. Because people that are committed to that way of life, they're not committed to the gospel. The gospel is essentially God's message to human beings, which is you have sin in your life and you've made mistakes. You are not perfect. And because of that, there is a penalty to be paid. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid the penalty for your sins, was buried, resurrected and rose again, and you put your faith and trust in Him, you will be saved. That's what the gospel is. That's open to everyone. Here's the problem. Psychics, mediums, fortune tellers, palm readers, they don't worship Jesus. They're never going to give you a direction to turn your life over to Jesus. I reckon one of the best ways to bury the truth is to have a thousand lies because there's so many options, a plethora of options out there. People don't know what to choose. They don't know what's real. They don't know what's not. And so in, in, in the midst of all of these things, they're all different options, right? But they'll never point you to the one option that'll actually save your life in eternity. So why is this stuff so prevalent? Why is it so popular? Well, you know, I didn't read a commentary that gave me this answer. What I'm saying, I just think this is true. I just think this is real. I think that one of the reasons why this stuff is so popular is because people like being spiritual without the commitment of Christianity. I want to be spiritual. I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not into, you know, Christianity or anything like that. You, you, they want all the benefits of a transactional relationship with the spirit realm. They, sh- they want to show up, give me what I want when I need it, and I'll pay for that, and then, and then I'm, I'm done, I'm good. Now, I don't like putting Christianity into the same category as other religions because as Christian people, we believe that we're saved by faith in what Christ has done. That Jesus is what separates our faith from every other religion which is works-based? you get to heaven by how good you are. Ultimately you do, that's how it works. In every other religion, you get to heaven based on how good you are. Christianity is totally different because Jesus changed everything. We actually get into heaven based on what Jesus has done. We're just accepted by faith. We're saved by faith through grace um, and through faith in Him. So, so Jesus changed everything, but in this sense, we must come to a place where we understand that all of those uh, faiths and, and, and those religions, a lot of people will reject even them because what they want is spiritual, spirituality without the commitment of an actual religion. Yeah. See, when you become a Christian, it demands that you change your life. When you become a Christian, what happens to you? Jesus becomes your Lord and your Saviour. No good having Jesus just as your saviour, but never having him as your Lord. People that want have Jesus as their saviour are hoping for the superhero version that saves them every single time and it comes in handy when you die. People that actually believe that the Lord is their saviour also accept him as Lord and obey him. What does that mean? When you become a Christian, you repent from your sins. The word repentance simply means that you turn direction. So you were going one way and you're living for yourself, uh, Doesn't mean you're a Satan worshiper or anything like that. You're just living for yourself. You're just doing what seemed right in your own eyes. But you stop that and you turn around and you say, no, I'm actually going to live for Christ. I'm going to do what He asked me to do. So you stop, you repent of your sins, you turn your life over to Him. You stop sinning, which means you stop doing the bad stuff, and you start obeying so you do the things that He's asked you to do. When you become a Christian, it changes you from the inside out. When you become a Christian, you start to think about everything that you do with your life differently. Your time, your talent, your treasure. God asks Christian people to be generous. Don't be a stingy Christian. You're not being obedient. Be a generous person. The Lord has asked you to do that. So when people are being asked to do things a certain way, you got to be generous, serve the body of Christ. That's what it says, guys, in the scriptures. You will get an eternal reward based on how you serve the body of Christ, right? When people don't like the 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 demands that are placed on them by being obedient to what the Word of God says, it's just easier to be spiritual. Let's just be spiritual, you know. I think that's why people say sometimes, I'm not into organized religion. What the heck does that mean? What are you talking about? What they mean is i don't want to be committed to anything i want spiritual transactions i want to come in somewhere sit down i want to pay for some direction for my life get it but have no responsibility to where it came from i i don't like organized religion i reckon that's insane anyway what do you mean organized religion you want it to be disorganized what does that mean organized organized service starts at 11 o'clock it's organized Like, so we we all know what time to show up. The team didn't show up today and just by sheer luck all knew the song that they were going to do, right? They practiced it. It was organized, right? Who wants disorganized religion? No, it's worse. It's worse, much worse, right? So people want to be spiritual. They like it to be transactional. You become a Christian. God asks you to do some things and we've got to get used to that. In Israel, one of the issues that they had is instead of following the Lord and obeying what He was asking them to do, they constantly turned towards other faiths and religions. And they worshiped false gods we would call demons. And part of the reason that they did that is because they, I think that they did in some way reject what the Lord had asked of them, morally speaking, and they wanted to embrace more transactional relationships. If I sacrifice this or that, can I have this or can I have that? And the Lord, He doesn't work that way. You have to obey all the things that He's asked you to do. So the problem with this is when people start to Uh, go after other spiritual things, what are they really doing except putting their trust in the demonic realm? That realm exists to destroy your life. All the source of power that these things draw, if they're not fake and they are happen to be real but bad, if they're real bad, Then they draw their power from the kingdom of darkness that's devoted to your destruction. I don't feel like this is rocket science. To me, it just makes sense that you probably stick away from that. This stuff that I'm talking about, guys, this isn't new. You know, in ancient Egypt, they had sorcerers that did counterfeit miracles. We're talking not the kind of magic that you see on YouTube. How did they do that? It's really some guy dressed in a green suit, carrying someone across the stage, you know, and, and making it look like they, can, they green them out afterwards. You understand what I'm saying? No, some of you don't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm talking the real magic stuff, you know. I'm, I'm talking you're throwing down your staff and it's turning into a snake sort of a thing. I'm talking about real sorcery. And so they did counterfeit miracles to convince Pharaoh to not let the people of Israel go because they were saying, hey, look what Moses is doing some miracles, but we can draw on our own power and sorcery to do counterfeit miracles. So you don't have to listen to him. So we see this stuff in the Bible. We've seen it, we've read it. You know, these guys, the ancient Egyptians, they worshipped the sun, the moon, and the stars. In Babylon, what did they do? They worshiped the sun, the moon, and the stars. In fact, the Tower of Babel, as Commentators, some commentators would say, the reason it was so important to put the top of that tower in the heavens was because they wanted to be close to what? The sun, the moon, the stars, so that their temple priests could pray to them. If you look throughout the the Bible, read the whole Old Testament, they always go up to the high places near the sun, the moon, the stars to worship these things. And so the idea of sun, moon, stars guiding your life is something that we see right throughout the Bible. And God says time and time again that you need to stay away from that stuff. It just makes sense because it's not there to help you. So you ask any psychic, tarot reader, astrologer, Uh, someone that does horoscopes, palm readers, whatever. You ask any of those people uh, about God, salvation and eternity and they will not say to you what the Word of God teaches. This should be a major red flag for anybody who's thinking, can I have a little from column A and a little from column B? This should be a major red flag to you. So, Here's some of the things that you might hear from psychics. And I'm not making this up because I did some research. This is some of the things that they might say. They might say, well, um, Christianity is one way to God. Jesus is one way. But there are other ways that you can get to God. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting. When Jesus was alive, he said something. And the apostle John went, oh, that's good. I'm going to write that down. And now we have it in the Bible. And the reason why I said it to you like that is because I'm hoping that you get the idea that these aren't just words in a book. These are the words of Jesus Christ. They were just written down. We read them as written, but they were first heard audibly from Jesus himself. This is what Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no one comes to the Father but by me. So immediately he's saying there is one way to God and it's Jesus. There aren't multiple ways. There's one way. You might hear psychics say things like, oh, well, we're all gods. We're all gods in some sense. Hmm. hmm. Let's test that. The Bible speaks about what God is and who He is. And God is all-knowing, He's all-powerful, and He's everywhere. Uh, How's that going for you? (laughs) How are you doing in the? Let's just pick one of those categories. How are you going in the all-knowing category? Do you know everything? Does the person that even that says this do they know everything? It doesn't make sense to me. Last week I, I, I lost a jacket. I didn't know where it was. I didn't know. I was looking for it for a week. It was in my car. I was driving around with it all week, searching for it. Guys, I just didn't know. I guess that that God's status hasn't really worked on me yet. If I'd have known where it was, I would have found it immediately. I wouldn't have even needed to find it. I would have known where it was, right? All-powerful. How's that going for you? Listen, if you were all-powerful, to be honest, I don't know... Even if you're very happy with your life right now, if you were all-powerful, it would look different. Let's be honest. Your life would look a little bit different if you were all-powerful, right? And let's be honest, you are not everywhere all at once. So to me, it, that doesn't make sense. Here's what they'll say. They'll say, sin is an illusion. They'll say, God is not offended by you or your sin and you don't need saving. Wow. That's the exact opposite of what God says. The exact opposite. I'll read it to you. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned. All. Each one of us have got sin and mistakes. We've done things with our life that we shouldn't have done. And we fall short of the glory of God, which is to say that we're not perfect. He is, but we're not. He says in verse 24, And we are justified by His grace as a gift. Justification means that He takes all of my sin and gives me all of His righteousness, and He places it on me. So I say this a lot, but it's important. Christian people, we are not self-righteous. All of our righteousness comes from God, and we get it as a gift. So no arrogant Christians, please. We're just indebted and have hearts of gratitude to to the one guy, Jesus, that did what we could never do and then gave it to us as a gift. Come on, what are we gonna brag about? Paul said, if I was going to brag about anything, it'd be about how amazing Jesus is. That's the work of the church. Verse 25. Oh, sorry. 24 continues. Uh, By grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 25. Whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. Propitiation is a sacrifice that turns God's wrath into blessing. Guess what that is? So without Jesus covering our sins, all we have to face is the penalty for our sins. But if He's already paid the penalty, instead of receiving that from the Lord, what do we get? Favor and blessing. He is the sacrifice that turns what would have been God's wrath into blessing on our life. And we receive that by putting our faith in Jesus. Astrologers, uh, psychics, palm readers, people that do tarot cards, all this stuff, right? Not the plant, right, Sarah? Not the plant that you eat, the cards that predict your future. That stuff, right? The people that do that, they don't believe this. And it's gonna matter, looking at the general age group here, in about 60 years, this is gonna really matter to every single person in this room. Unless we have a few teenagers, you're gonna live a long life, believe in that, in Jesus' name. But for the majority of us, I'm being serious about this because we are edging. Listen, either Jesus is coming back or we're going to meet him before he does. And if you're caught in that situation, you want to get this stuff right. Taking spiritual advice from the kingdom of darkness is like taking health advice from someone who wants to kill you. Would you do it? Would you do it? Can Christian people have a little from column A, a little from column B? Is it all right to just have a little palm reading every now and then? Gee, I don't know. Is it all right for Christians to drink and drive? Is it all right for Christians to play with a loaded firearm? The answer to all of them is no, because if you do, you're just going to hurt yourself. And you'll probably end up hurting other people as well. Make sense? Don't do any of it psychics mediums fortune tellers i'm not saying that these people want to hurt you i'm not saying that at all to be honest most of them might not have a probably don't have a clue about anything that I'm speaking about right now. They're more confused than a termite in a yo-yo. They think that they're helping. Their intention is to help, but they have no idea that what they're actually doing is steering people away from the gospel into spiritual practices that draw their source and their power from the kingdom of darkness. Come on, this isn't, this isn't rocket science. Like what do we do with this stuff? Come on, stay away from it, right? I, I remember one day I was speaking to a lady I was actually doing some street witnessing and this lady was walking past me and I said, hey, can I speak to you for a second? She said, no, nope, don't want anything to do with you. don't want to talk to you. I said, okay, all right. I said, hey, um, just out of interest, why not? And she said, well, I'm a psychic and I don't like what you're talking about. I said, oh, okay. I said, fair enough. I said, listen, just before you go, if I could just ask you one question. And she goes, all right, one question. I said, listen, I don't get to speak to a lot of psychics as you can imagine, I don't spend time with tarot readers and, and mediums, so would it be okay with you if I asked you just a few things so that I could find out more about what you do?" And she seemed to think that that would be wonderful. Now she's the one that's gonna teach me about what she does. So she said, yeah, okay, ask, ask away. And I said, uh, when you speak to people, you give them guidance and direction. I said, where does that come from? How do you know? She said, well, I speak to the spirits, and the spirits speak to me, and they tell me stuff about people, and I pass it on to them. I said, oh. I said, okay. I said, "Uh, the spirits that you speak to, I said, are they good or are they bad? And she said, well, they're good. I said, oh. I said, how do you know that? And she said, well, they tell me. I said, ah. I said, look, I haven't really looked into this, but... Just go with me for a second i said if the spirits that you're speaking to were in fact bad she says yes i said it does make sense to both of us that they could actually lie about being good she went i suppose that's true and i said well how can you be certain that they're good and not bad and she said i don't know And what a conundrum that was. Because when I asked her that question, she said, look, this is a little awkward. She said, I've been studying this full time for two years under the counsel and guidance of someone who's been teaching me all of this stuff. And I've never heard anything like that. I said, okay. She said, would you be able to meet with my leader, the the person that teaches me, And and could you meet with them and ask them that? Because I actually have no idea. I said, I'd love to meet with them. And as she left that day, she began to walk away. I could see she was thinking about her life. Oh my gosh, what if that's true? She just didn't know. Now, her intention was to what? Was to help people. She wants to help people. So I'm not criticizing the character of people that are necessarily engaged in this stuff. Many of them are hoping to do something good. They just don't understand where it comes from. That's one side. The other side is they're just trying to make a little money because astrology is big business. Big business turns over millions and millions and millions of dollars. There are full-time astrologers that would... You know do horoscopes and you know palm reading these people are working full-time hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people just in the united states alone and they're doing this so that they can make some money on the side now i have i have two problems with this stuff here's the first problem a lot of the stuff that we see when it comes to palm reading tarot cards crystals A lot of it is fake. They've done great research into this stuff. One person who led an organization and had given out over 3,000 essentially prophetic words discovered that 90% of everything that they said was totally made up and completely fake. So that's part of of the problem. And my, my fear is that people that are engaged in this stuff, they're hearing stuff and paying for stuff, but they're really just getting scammed. You know, it's not hard to see this. this is happening everywhere. You know, you know, for years you could open the newspaper, there'll be a number in there, call your horoscope and, and they're going to give you some kind of direction over your future at $5 a minute with the goal to keep you on the line as long as they can so that they're making more money. That, that would be the motivation of some. Maybe not all, but definitely some. So that's, that's part of of the issue. So you could turn on social media and you see people doing psychic readings and all this kind of stuff. It's just everywhere at the moment. That's part of the issue is that it's fake. Here's the other issue. When you start to take direction from the stars, you stop taking direction from God. That's a major issue because no one who takes direction from God would take direction from the stars i do not believe that the planets aligning and the constellations determine your future i believe that there is a god in heaven that loves you created you with purpose has an identity for you that's in christ I believe that He made you and purposed you for good works that you should walk in them. I believe that the Lord our God is sovereign over the affairs of mankind. That's what I believe. So I'm not going to put my faith and trust in the same things that the ancient Egyptians did and the Babylonians did and all of these people that draw their their source of energy and power from the kingdom of darkness to me it just doesn't make sense to do this so so here's your best bet your best bet your best hope is that crystal's dream catchers tarot cards astrology and horoscopes are fake but they might also just be evil and i don't know about you but i see that as a lose lose situation so what we've got to do is we've got to test what's real We've got to test what's right, no matter where it comes from. Yeah. This isn't new, this is ancient. The apostle John said, you know, we can test the spirits. <sighs> can we? Yes. We can test the spirits. This is what he said. First John chapter 4, verse 2. By this you know, the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is is not from god this is the spirit of the antichrist which you heard was coming and is now in the world already now i'm not talking about the antichrist i'm talking about an anti-christ spirit a spirit that works through culture that works through people that is anti-christ It's not for Jesus. It's not for the gospel. It's for anything else but the gospel. Anything else but Jesus. And the best way for you to know whether the thing that you're thinking about or engaging with, Ouija boards, tarot cards, palm reading, whatever, take any of that stuff and ask the person who's engaged in that, do they put their entire faith, their hope, their trust in the gospel. Do they believe that Jesus Christ, the pre-existent God was born in the flesh, lived a perfect life, died a sinner's death, was buried, resurrected and rose again. And if they say no to any of that, it is an anti-Christ spirit. It's an anti-Christ thing to do. So you don't need my advice. Take God's advice. Stay away from every spiritual thing that engages in spiritual practice that does not glorify Jesus Christ as the Lord and Saviour of the world. And if you do that, you're going to be fine and you're going to be safe. Amen? All right, do this for a second. I want to pray, I want to pray for you, whether you're here this morning, maybe you're watching online. You could be watching this in three weeks' time, three years' time. It doesn't matter. I'm going to pray a prayer for people right now because what I believe is that in the seeking of spiritual things, there are people that have tried their hand at things that are just not from God. Maybe for some people... They have attempted to contact the dead. You might have attempted to speak to a, a loved one that's passed away. That's the kind of thing that we're talking about. That is, that is not from God. That God says, don't do that. Maybe for some people, you've been involved in seances. You've been involved in Ouija boards. You've been involved in all kinds of things. These things are dark things. And I'll tell you the truth right now. Those things need to be cut off from your life. If you've got stuff that's in your house, maybe it's a prophetic word that a tarot reader gave you sometime. Maybe you've got a crystal that you hang around your neck that's meant to be something that heals or whatever. No, it's just a counterfeit truth. Jesus is our Savior. He's the one who heals. If you've got this stuff in your house, you need to get rid of it immediately. Take it home, throw it out I don't care what it costs you, it's gonna cost you way too much to hang on to it. So get rid of it. So maybe what you need is to be set free from words that have been spoken from prophetic people that were drawing power from the kingdom of darkness. What I wanna do is pray that Jesus will come and set you free. He is the only one that can do that. So let's do this today. Close your eyes. If you're watching online, you can join in this part too. If you've received prophetic words, been involved in any of the things that I'm talking about, you already knew it. You knew it as soon as they started speaking about it. And right now, you just know in your heart that you need to cut that stuff off. It doesn't matter what words were spoken. They didn't come from the right source. The intention of the kingdom of darkness is to totally destroy you. I want to pray that Jesus comes and sets you free. If you're here this morning... And you know, there's something that you need to deal with if you've been involved in any of that stuff. But right now you want to say to Jesus, I don't want any of that to impact me. Would you set me free? Just raise your hand right now and I'll pray for you. Yep, awesome. Are there more people that say, yeah, I've been involved in this? Yep, awesome. Are there more people that say, I've been involved in this stuff? I don't want anything to do with it. I need those things cut off my life. It's amazing what negativity they'll bring into your world. But right now I believe Jesus is going to set people free. So if you're watching online, you can respond to this right now in here this morning. One more time, if you need to be set free because you've been engaged in stuff that is not from God, just raise your hand and say, that's me. Father, for all the people with hands raised right now, whether they're watching online or here in this room, I pray in the name of Jesus that every word spoken by a prophet that drew on the kingdom of darkness to speak over their life in Jesus' name, we cut that off right now. And I pray that the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, would come and set them free. Lord, I pray every word that was spoken, may it fall to the ground. I pray that everything that people have been engaged in, whether it's or widget boards, anything like that, in Jesus' name, we cut off every tie to that spiritual darkness right now. And I pray that they would walk in your grace. They'd walk in your freedom Jesus, I pray, would you come and set people free right now. And any demonic strongholds that have been built in people's hearts, that have been built in people's minds, in Jesus' name, I pray, would they break down right now in this moment. We cast out every demonic thing that's come against your people. And I pray that you'd come and you'd bring light, you'd bring healing, you'd bring freedom, you'd bring restoration, and you'd bring those things in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Bright Weekly Podcast. We hope you're encouraged today, and we'd love to see you at one of our services. So to connect further with us, head over to brightchurch.com.